Not really. <laughs> it's, it's the world's smallest violinist playing a sad, sad song. <laughs> it looks like you just ate a sandwich and are trying to get the crumbs out of your I fingers. Think, I, don't <laughs> the, I don't like the finger rubs coming across on the uh, on the mics here. Um, oh, man. Let's get into it. Welcome, everyone. <laughs> To the Inner Miami Podcast, I am Jay Kington alongside, as always, Mr. Alex Papa George. We are coming to you uh, on a slight delay. I think Mr. Mr. Papa was a little little under the weather, and our actual real life has just been insanely packed the past two weeks, so we apologize about the delay. We're going to come in hot. I don't know if you can say I was under the weather when I was dealing with a serious medical issue. Yeah, Sure. <laughs> got the gout <laughs> i got the gout so uh kind of fun fact about me if that ever pops up on trivia one time or not but i do have gout which is for like a 65 year old man but i have it they call it the king's disease <sighs> from a life of debauchery eating too much red meat and drinking too much wine you know sometimes you gotta indulge in life jay and i did a little bit too much of that this last weekend and i suffered for it Yes, we we you know we toasted yesterday. Well, I had a beer and you just had a glass of water. <laughs> I've so. never gone to a brewery. Shout out Funky Funky Buddha Brewery. We always are there, and I actually ordered a glass of water. water. At, the the, 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 the waiter looked at you like <laughs> cockeyed. He's like, "What? You you want water? No, even worse. He said." Do you want a lemon with that? Yeah, exactly. And then he like turned back and just mumbled stuff as he walked away once we joked about your gout. I don't know if he said like, I've got gout too, or if he was just like talking shit about you. I'm not, no, I'm not really sure exactly uh, how it played out. That but, guy uh, didn't have gout because people who have gout know the suffering that that individual goes through when they go through gout. <laughs> well, if you, uh, if you don't already, uh, follow us on social media at Inner Miami Podcast for Facebook and Instagram. If you want to jump on the little Twitter sphere, I believe is what the youngsters are calling it nowadays. It's at Enter MIA Podcast. Check out the website, intermiamipodcast.com. Shoot us an email, Jay and Alex at intermiamipodcast.com. Please do come. All of that, all of that, all of that. And if you did want to, we appreciate it. But five stars on Apple podcast reviews would be fantastic. And also if you to can make find the kindness in, in your, your heart, heart, in your heart, in your heart, please. If you want to roast us, just send us a DM <laughs> yeah, just or an email directly. But uh, whichever way is cool, whichever way is cool. But uh, yeah, if if you haven't done so already, please do tell your friends. This thing is exploding as the season wraps up, which is pretty cool to see because shit man in a few years or maybe even next year we're gonna be we're gonna be doing this with a pretty damn good team and you know keyword a uh, few years here jay it's not gonna be uh this year i think i wonder who is going to be a championship caliber team first is it going to be inner miami or the florida state seminoles wow uh, because well, <laughs> it could be 17 years until Florida State has a winning season at this point. Well, if we go any more than two, I would be shocked. And let's hope we're not waiting that long for the Knowles to come back around. I I certainly hope so. You are saying it with a fake, genuine no, not genuine, just fake smile. I know, I know you 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 want us to just suffer uh, endlessly, but um, let's get into it. We you know we we've, we've it's been an exciting. 24 hours for the Inner Miami podcast, uh, as well as several of our listeners and fans. Why don't you 
um, enlighten us because, again, we were delayed, so we're going to talk briefly about the Orlando game, and then we're going to talk about last night's game against FC Dallas. But before we have to be honest and give you know fair feedback to the team that's been struggling, let's just start it in typical IMPC fashion with some positivity, man. Well, the positivity, Jay, and the crazy thing is, too, I think you're forgetting something. I think you might be forgetting some huge news that we have for the listeners upon our next guest on the show. Are we doing that now? I don't know. Do we like the bangers. Or do you want to do like a social media post? You is know what? It, we're, we're, we're on for, for let's, tomorrow? Let's do it. All right. Go ahead, bud. All right. Well, as you do know... We enjoy having players on the podcast, allowing the players on the pitch to meet each and every one of you. And did we finally get David Norman Jr. to do the podcast? No, oh, man, dude, he still will not respond. Oh, it's come crazy. On, David. It's crazy, man. But we have the next best thing. Some of you may know him as the postman. I hope so. Some of you may know him as the MVP of this team in our first inaugural season. And then one fan will know him as the Flying Scotsman. And one fan will know him as the Flying Scotsman. But he is number one in our hearts, and we will have Mr. Lewis Morgan on the podcast next week. This is... I'm so excited. I am so, so excited to speak with Lewis. Uh, his, his family are big fans of the podcast. They interact with us quite often, even as family, friends, a, w- a way to kind of keep tabs on the team from over in uh, Scotland. So uh, I cannot wait to speak with Lewis. We're going to make sure, you know, as we do every interview, that we, we come correct with, with great, meaningful questions to understand these individuals as a player. Uh, you know, how everything's been going in their eyes in the season. But but I think really kind of most importantly, at least something I really enjoy is asking some questions that aren't necessarily related to the sport or their profession, but really some get to know Lewis on a personal level, uh, get a little bit of insight into his his life. Uh, you know, we'll probably talk about uh, his family a little bit. We'll probably, you know, talk about his relationship. I know I slipped up and uh, didn't know he was in a relationship a couple episodes ago, but, you know, we're going to get to know Lewis and we hope the fans enjoy it. Phenomenal artist, phenomenal artist. And I almost forgot, Jay, but can we give a big welcome to Lewis Morgan, IMPC style? Soundboard, y'all. It's been a little too long since we had some dance hall air horns in this place let me do this really slowly air horns y'all oh, i thought you were gonna do like a chopped and screwed air horn no nah, no nah, nah, uh, not, i'm not there yet i'm not there yet but no we're super excited to have lewis on the pod he is thrilled to join us so we'll be excited to bring that to you guys next week uh stay tuned on that but uh the other exciting news that happened in the inter miami podcast world was like most of you are do follow us on social media but we had the incredible opportunity to join Inner Miami's communication and marketing team and join the pregame show for the FC Dallas match. Yeah, jumped on board with the media and production as well. That was a blast. Club invited us out to come over and uh, you know record a pregame show with them. So we got uh, some special privileged uh, you know areas of the stadium that they said weren't even available for the stadium tours and. One of the coolest things was the the set that they put us on, which, you know, we, we you know, I don't want to jinx anything. But we hope this can be a continued set was uh, actually on the, what do you call that? Like a 
patio or more, not a balcony, but the outside area of the actual owner's suite. So we were hanging out in the owner's suite, David Beckham's jerseys up. Like this is literally where the Bex watches the game. This is where Jorge Moss could watch the game. Although props to Jorge Moss because he's always out in the stands with his family. But uh, really, really cool to be in the owner's suite to record uh, some videos for their pregame show. We had a blast. Uh, I know it, it was outside, and unfortunately, it's the end of October, and it has not cooled down <laughs> one bit in South Florida. I was trying to regulate my my breathing just so I wouldn't sweat so much, but it, it, it was it was really hot. But uh, you know, hanging on those owner seats on the you know ground level of the pitch, just just hanging out, waiting for things to get set up, was um, a surreal experience. We were we were both just you know having a great time. Uh, very happy, very honored that the club would, uh, you know, want to partner up with us. And, you know, big, big shout out to all of our listeners and all the 30 something, 40 something countries, wherever you're tuning in from. It, it literally would not be without this would not happen unless you guys were part of this this family and, and were supportive of us. So thank you so much for the continued support. Uh, the pregame show went off. We, of course, were watching it, but, uh, you know, it was amazing because then we started getting DMs on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter from from listeners, from fans, from all the supporters groups that follow us. And, uh, you know, it was just – it was a, a night uh, – it was a whole day where, like, I was genuinely smiling. I was in such a good mood. Everything just felt great. We, we started this, what, a, a little over a year ago from from my guest room and, and to see it kind of – take on a, you know, this shape that we had envisioned, but we didn't know the timeline it would take to get there was absolutely awesome. So thank you so much to the fans and to uh, the inner Miami podcast community. We love you. Yeah. Should be everything Jay has to say. We absolutely love and appreciate everything that everybody has done. And for the first time, we're going to go ahead and say, hey, download Inner Miami's app. It's free in the app store. We so there's a free little, little, don't worry. There's a little you, promo right yeah. there. That was, don't worry. That's called a pro bono that's, right that's, there. That's but, free marketing right there. But yeah, if you can't get enough of the Inner Miami podcast, go ahead and download the app. Check us out in the pregame. It's a pretty cool production. You know, shout out Andres and, and Manuel who put it together and were with us every step of the way. It was uh, it was pretty cool. It was it was pretty damn hot, but we pulled it off pretty damn well, Jay. Yeah, and you know, thanks thanks to the organization for for giving me you know a one game contract to get out there on the pitch and prove my worth. I'm really I'm really looking forward to uh, you know getting out there and helping the team secure three points. <laughs> that was a joke for people who can't pick up on that. We're, I'm trying to, to 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 put that energy out there and make it a reality. You know, if David Beckham was actually in the same area as we were, that may have had a shot, but Maybe. he stayed far Maybe. away. Look, like, I will I be. I'll be a super sub in the 85th minute. I've got about five solid minutes of running before I collapse. <laughs> Do you even have five? I hope so. I, right. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna guarantee the, the 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 added time, but I can. I can make the five minutes of regulation. Well, that's good to hear, Jay. I'm glad you can make the five minutes on the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm a, I'm a minute man, you know? <laughs> Jeez. Well, uh, we're not going to go ahead and go there, but we're just going to jump into it. Jay, there was some exciting news around the league. We are recording this podcast on Thursday, releasing this on Friday, but there was a new update on how the playoff standings will unwind. Why don't you go ahead and give us an idea of how that's going to unfold? Yeah, well, uh, in typical Inter-Miami fashion, it's definitely not favorable for us. But, you know, at the end of the day, we can't keep keep using uh, excuses of luck or, or bad reps or anything. We, we have put ourselves uh, in this position. Um, you know, and we'll get into the games and, and the coverage. But, you know, what, what, what else do you want 
as you're closing out the 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 rest of the your regular season, then a little bit of heated you know playoff contestion, if that's even a word. Uh, but so MLS announced today that it is going to switch up its standings format due to the coronavirus situation. There are quite a few games. I want to say like somewhere between like 10 to 12 games that have been postponed due to, you know, certain teams testing positive and we've been waiting on a date to, to really figure out when those games are going to get played. Here's the update. They're not going to get played. Not every team in the league is going to play 23 games. Inter Miami will, several teams will, but there's a handful of teams that will not play 23 games. And they don't want to, you know, extend the season any longer. They're trying to wrap this up so everyone has enough, you know, time in the offseason to get ready for next season. So what they changed to is instead of going off just strictly the points each team has, they're switching it to points per game. So I guess to put this into context, Inter Miami has 21 points right now. And we have played 21 games. So our point per game ratio is one right now. So it's basically you take the total amount of points and you divide it by the games played. That's how you're going to get this ratio. Uh, I'm going to break this down a little bit so we can kind of conceptualize this a little bit better. But just initially, what are your what are your thoughts on this? I mean, the thoughts on this are they're a little bit saddened. You know, it makes me a little bit sad that we would get done like this because really, at the end of the day, we are the only team that is pretty much affected by this type of change by the league. But you know, on the other side of the whole coin is, you know, if we did this to ourselves, you know, if we were to go into Dallas and pull out those three points, this wouldn't be a big, <gasps> you know what I'm saying? So we have done this to ourselves consistently throughout the entire season. I believe we're only up to uh, 20, was it 22 goals, I believe, to date after the game with Dallas. And, you know, 22 goals and in, in 21 games just isn't going to get it done and it's been a little bit unfortunate that you know Iguain you know hasn't been that goal scorer that was advertised and we're going to talk a little bit more about that on the review but you know I guess at the end of the day you know you know it's unfortunate that you know this was the alteration it doesn't mean that we're out of the playoff running I want to make that clear but it does make it more challenging but at the end of the day my feeling is is that we we ended up in this spot due to our play on the pitch yeah you're completely right. It, it, you know, it's hard to continue to feel sad because we kind of put ourselves in this position. Um, there are, you know, several tiebreakers if your ratios are going to be the same. But, I mean, really, right now there are, let me see, one, two. There, Columbus and Orlando City are both tied at 1.75. The Red Bulls and New England Revs are both tied at 1.38. And then Inter-Miami and D.C. United are both tied at 1.0. The thing that would be what we would consider unfortunate is that prior to this change, we were in the number 10 spot right above the playoff threshold. Uh, that was because we had more wins than Chicago Fire. Now, Chicago Fire's ratio is 1.05. But to be fair, they both they have 21 points just as we do, but they've only played 20 games. They will be playing 23 games. Now, you know, we looked at their schedule, uh, you know, like they're going to have some challenges. So really what we're looking for is going to be for Chicago Fire and FC Cincinnati and Atlanta United to to really continue to to lose. 
Um, fun fact also that you know is on here, like at home, we're, we're really not bad at home. We've got four wins, two losses, two draws. When we get on the road, things get sketchy. We're, we're two wins, seven losses, and only one draw on the road. So this is going to affect the standings as well as the seeding and, you know, first round by stuff of that nature for the MLS Cup playoffs. The regular season is set to conclude on November 8th with the playoffs set to begin on November 20th after the FIFA international break. So finally, MLS is kind of getting on board. We're trying to pair up with the FIFA schedule so that the teams can have all of their weapons ready because who wants to go into the playoffs, uh, you know, a couple men down? No, you want your you want your best squad out there because you're buying for the Cups. The playoffs will conclude with the MLS Cup on December 12th. Currently, we are sitting in 11th place just out of the threshold after the new change, okay? Again, our current points per game ratio is one. We have 21 points and have played 21 games. That's quick math. 21 divided by 21. Do the long division. Carry the one. It's one, one, one. It's one. Bingo. Got Way it. Way to go. Thanks for paying attention. To, to make this easier to, to grasp and to understand kind of what we're looking at, Let's just assume that we're going to be taking an, an L against Toronto, right? They're the second best team in the East during the, the hunt for the supporter shield. They have a very strong team. Uh, that would leave us, right? So let's assume we lose to Toronto. So we still have 21 points and we've now played 22 games. That will change our points per game ratio to 0.95. Okay. That's still above... 13th place Atlanta United is at 0.9, and FC Cincinnati is at 0.76. So we're still above them. But let's just say we're rolling into the last game of the season against FC Cincinnati. We take an L to Toronto, and our points per game ratio is 0.95. Here are the three scenarios we're really looking at. This is, we're trying to be as realistic as possible. We would love to see a win against Toronto. Or a draw. We'll take, we'll take that we'll all take day as well. But first kind of case right here is if we lose to Cincinnati, it's going to drop our ratio to 0.91. Assuming, again, we lost to Toronto. If we tie versus Cincinnati, our ratio will be at 0.95. If we win versus Cincinnati, our ratio will be at 1.04. Assuming we can go out and get this win, finish the season strong, and end at 1.04 for our points per game ratio. That still has us below Chicago Fire right now with a ratio of 1.04. Five, what we're watching, what everyone should be watching. Obviously, the Inter Miami games because you're fans. That's what we do. We love and support this team, good and bad. When you're not watching Inter Miami, pay attention to your your ESPN app or uh, you know whatever media you choose to follow the league in. You need to start paying attention to to the Chicago Fire games and DC United games. Those are the two main you know competitors that we're dealing with right now. Chicago Fire at 1.05. If they lose their, you know, next three games, they're obviously going to drop below one, and then we could swoop in. If they tie, you know, there's obviously various combos that you can do, but we need them to lose. That's that's basically the best way we are going to get into the playoffs is if Chicago Fire lose. So unfortunately for us, we are going to need some help. Our destiny is not exactly in our hands anymore and it's really unfortunate because the way that a lot of the scores unfolded on Thursday night were actually in our favor 
And with a win or, you know, even a tie at this point, you know, things would be looking a little bit different. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, and unfortunately, it just is what it is. Yeah. And so just so you know, you know this this it, it does look favorable, but we really need to to come through because the next three games for, for Chicago Fire, Nashville SC, which, you know, pretty good, very strong defensive team. Uh, it really does irk me. They're better than Inter-Miami. You know, I really wanted to be better than the other expansion team. But that's not a really favorable game for Chicago Fire. Uh, the second game they're going to be playing is against Minnesota United FC, very strong team. And then the third game they're going to be playing is against New York City FC, who has really you know turned the corner after a very rough start. So these are three challenging teams. What we need are three losses. What we'll take are two losses and one tie. Um, this is going to be very interesting to watch. It's going to be some you know end of the season drama, which is exciting, but. Lord, we all want to be in the playoffs, don't we? Yes, we do, sir. Yes, we do. And I guess at this point, too, kind of, I guess the word is, you know, I guess in gambling, wink, wink, uh, terminology is backdooring it, is, is that... Oh, is that a gambling term? <laughs> that is a gambling term, <laughs> sir. It's so, anyway, backdooring it, right? So this is basically the process of sneaking your way into the playoffs, given some type of crazy, outrageous thing were to happen. So at this point, I'm typically thinking like, Okay, Toronto guaranteed a top two spot pretty much in the Eastern Conference. Maybe they'll rest some of their stars, but don't think that too fast because don't look now, but Toronto is in the midst of the Supporters' Shield race with a team that we know all too well, the Philadelphia Union, who are up three points on them right now. So this, unfortunately for us, is not going to be a game that Toronto is going to look to rest any starters before the playoffs, but probably go out and look to win. So if we don't make the playoffs, would some sort of consolation to you be if we can somehow beat Toronto and ruin their chances of getting the supporter shield? Is that something to take a little bit of pride in? Uh, not really, man. No, because us knocking them off the supporter shield won't really help us as Inter Miami club. So I would much rather see us in the playoffs. I think that if I do actually remember back when the season started, which seems so damn long ago, um, I think we said that this season would be a success if Inter Miami were to make the playoffs. Right, well, and you're, you're a lover, not a fighter. No, nah, you know, someone's got to be. But that being said, for that to come true, we. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know if this is possible without us tying Toronto at the end of the day. Um, it, 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 it technically it's possible, but uh, any points we can draw from Toronto would be absolutely spectacular. Um, also, some I, I just kind of visualized with this table is impressive. Philly Union is eight wins, zero losses, zero ties at home. That has nothing to do with Inter Miami. That's just a very impressive stat. That's why they are are leading for the supporter shield right now but that's what we're looking at for the uh the end of the season um you know we we obviously want to talk about the freshness of the dallas game but do you want to just you know what were your i guess initial thoughts of, of that orlando city game copa yeah. del sol round four again the revenge game to the revenge game to the revenge game to the first game i mean come on baby like whatever happens in a season good or bad you always want to beat your rival Totally. Just like UM and FSU the last, you know, Shut four up. or five years and, you know, mute your mic. <laughs> but no, you're right. Uh, 
we haven't had the chance to jump on the mic since then, but that was a huge victory. And I mean, I'm kind of curious. You just asked me the question of, you know, is there any silver lining with us knocking, you know, uh, Toronto out of the Supporter Shield race? But was there any silver lining for you, per se, in tying this rivalry record up in two to two? Oh, 100%. But, you know, aren't rivalries about uh, more bragging rights of who holds the win? It doesn't matter if the series is tied, right? Isn't it more important about who won? Don't you want to hang that, you know, kind of dangle that over their head? Let them just stew in that. Um, if you did watch the, the, the pregame show we did with, uh, with the club, one of the trivia questions was that Orlando City was on a 12-game unbeaten streak until Inter-Miami beat them this past Saturday. And who was the last team to beat Orlando City before they entered that run, which you answered correctly and has nothing to do with the fact you had the answer on the outline, it's because you honestly knew that, but it, it was inner Miami. So, you know, yeah, it, it, it feels good. We'll take that all day. I mean, that is what brings a smile to your face. Put your little brother, as a fan said, little sister in place. It was great. And especially the way the goal unfolded made it all the more special, not just with the final minutes in the match, but also in front of, our home fans for yeah. really the first time ever. Yeah, it was literally a 90th minute goal. Um, I mean, the game was not pretty by any means, but it was a great time. Uh, that stadium was rocking. We were out there. Uh, such a good time. And, you know, of course, dude, just finished out the season with, with the win over them, you know, kind of dampening their uh, their supporters' shield run at that point because they, they were still kind of in contention, uh, you know, for that game. So, Hey, we'll take it all day, baby. We will. And obviously the most recent match was against FC Dallas. And, you know, we've referenced it a few times. We will be posting it on our social media channels, especially, I guess, Facebook, because it is about a one's about a seven and a half minute stretch and the other one's about five. So a little bit lengthy for Instagram, but, you know, we'll see what we can do. But before the match unfolded when we were on the show. We we talked about six things in particular, three points of mine and three points of Jay's, that we really needed to go out if we wanted to go and capture this W. And needless to say, we were one for six. So <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, hey, you know, at least we're getting one thing right. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh and well, no, I think we got all six right. The team got one right. You're That's right. It, the us. formula was right. That's the execution was poor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, so we're, we're, we're going to kind of just talk about this a little bit more high level. We don't want to put anybody through the pain that we all felt last night as we saw our playoff hopes kind of slip between our fingertips, but hopefully not. But anyway, the first number one thing that we had to do against Dallas, we actually did. And this was the one thing that we did. And this was not give up a goal in five minutes or less after scoring a goal. And I don't know about you, Jay, but I was, was holding a, my breath. It, I think it, it was, was minute 38 ish. It was like the second time because what was the game? We, it was the, what was it? The, the Red Bulls game where we scored with like, four minutes left in the half and we made it out of the half and it was like it was like a miracle yeah i know we were texting max and we we're like oh like is, is it too early to you know exhale here yeah 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 <laughs> um sorry I, I i hate i hate to do this to you i hate to backtrack but it slipped my mind at the time but one thing i did want to highlight about the the orlando city goal was that game winning goal was 
you know, something we've struggled on all season until Gonzalo banged the free kick in, which is technically a set piece. You're right. But this was the second, and we'll say outside of free kicks, uh, really the first set piece goal we've had from a corner. So it was great that we could actually uh, connect on that. And, and just we need more of that. We set, set piece goals have to be something that uh, is, is not so rare for a team. I'm not saying it's the most common thing, the only way you score, but it's good to see that continue to, to get better. Sorry for that. Continues. No, I mean, now that we're back here, might as well stay back here for a few minutes. Even furthering that point, not just on a set piece, but I loved who banged it in for us. LGP has had his head on plenty of headers this season that just simply haven't fallen our way. So to see him put well, it in the back of the net was he, nice. He's 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 probably one of the more accurate headers on the back line. <laughs> like Nico Fagal has literally skied headers two feet in front of the goal like he struggles with headers it's i can't comprehend like i know it's hard but like when you're that close to just just get your head on the ball get, get some downward force put it in uh so to see our back line because you know we've i've been saying it since what we started this this podcast one of my favorite things to see is, is defenders that can contribute to the scoring sheet so very very beautiful to see uh, left that game just on, on top of the world. It was a rivalry game. We needed that game to really be in a, in a position to, to make the playoffs. Um, you know, and, and it was just a beautiful game in front of what, like 3000 mm -hmm. season ticket holders. I know it's not the true, like, you know, first like inaugural game, full pack stadium, but it was just a great, a great atmosphere. Everyone was in an, an amazing mood. It was. And, just to get that win against your rival and just tie up the, the first season series just makes it all the sweeter. But, you know, to kind of fast forward a little bit back to our main points against Dallas, you know, one being don't give up a goal after scoring a goal in five minutes or less. Awesome. Check. Number two, got to score two goals. Got to score two goals. If we don't score two goals, we're not going to win. Well, you know, fact check, not only did we not win, but we did not even tie. So if we would have scored two goals – we would have tied and that may, game may have been a little bit different but mm -hmm. you know last of my points was the third and this was you know jay i'm curious to hear your opinion and thoughts on this because this was this was the most disappointing one and a lot of chatter today inside the inner miami community was just it was just the body language and just playing loose and staying focused and you know if a call doesn't go your way don't don't get hung up on that you know keep playing through that you know the ref isn't going to solve our problems we're going to solve our problems so if we if we do what we need to do there's not a team that can stop us but when we don't do what we need to do problems mount up and you know the 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 body language jay was was not on point for some for a situation that we needed to win especially you know after that first goal went in it was it was tough bud it was. Um, I've seen so many people on social media talk about, you know, Iguain flapping his wings, calling him, you know, Flappy Bird, stuff of, of that nature. There, there was a lot of complaining. And it wasn't just, you know, like a bad call from the ref. It was if a pass didn't make it to him, if it was intercepted, you know, he was he was flapping around, kind of complaining, which, you know, a lot of the, the, the fans were upset to see. We, we played much better in the first half. Uh, you know, we, we were... But it's just frustrating because we came out of the second half not playing well. And, you know, I don't really necessarily agree with the substitutions. I, I think Breck Shea should have been thrown into the game at halftime. 
um, earlier, but you know, frustrating to just see us start strong, get that that beautiful goal from Pizarro, and then you know, LGP give up a penalty, and then everything go go south for the second half. Yeah, you know, oddly enough, I'm. I'm not going to – I don't think it was as good of a game as I think you just mentioned, to be honest, sir. I think that, in my opinion, in watching this match, I think from the get-go, whether it was a sketchy start to the match with Reyes falling down in front of the goal or – There was a lot of falling you, that was weird. In the front and in the middle of the action. And, you know, minute 17, you know – John McCarthy does a crazy save and then a ball drops two feet in front of the goal and it just doinks off the top of the goal post and goes back there. This I was, was off sides. We got really lucky on that. There was a there was a lot of sketchy moments throughout the entire match. And and one thing that, you know, I think almost gets overplayed or overlooked is just this idea of possession because I know you're gonna rattle off the possession. I think recently we've been doing pretty good on possession, we but have. I, I want to make the distinction because I think a lot of the possession that we showed in the Dallas game was actually possession in our back half. So I don't think the possession exactly was threatening or attacking possessions. That if you kick it in your back line and let your center center mids drop back and just play with your defense, that's not exactly possession that I want. And that's what I saw over the course of the game was just a lack of, you know, to use your word, uh, fluidity through which I know you're going to get in your main points, but that is one of your main points that we, that we did lack that, you know, moving from defense to midfield to attack in a fluid motion. So it was tough. It was very tough. The stats, you know, which is another one of my point, which is honestly something that has been concerning me with the amount of shots that we've had with the amount of shots on goal and converting those goals. But this is really one of the, the first games in, in I think five, maybe six weeks where, uh, our, our stat line really did not look better than the other team. I mean, we, we definitely got outplayed possession-wise. It was 56% to Dallas, 44% to uh, to Miami. And, yeah, you know, fluidity moving from the back third to the final third was one of my, you know, keys to winning the game. And, you know, at times we've struggled and we've looked fragmented, which is exactly what happened in this game. Uh, it was just – it was rough. Things were all over the pitch. There, we never seemed to really get in our, you know, even flow. Shout out Pearl Jam. Uh, but as far as shots go, you know, every game we've had a significant amount of shots. That's that's another point of mine. But I'll, I'll give you the stats right now. Shots on goal: twelve shots from Dallas, six being on goal, ten shots from Inter Miami, with six being on goal. Why that is concerning to me is because. My uh, one of my keys to winning the game was converting our chances. We've had an insane amount of shots every game, and we need to start converting more. In our past four games, we have had 68 shots, with 18 of those being on target. That's an average of 17 shots per game and an average of 4.5 shots on goal per game. Even with those high numbers, we've only scored five goals in our previous four matches. This ties right in with you know what 21 matches played and 22 goals scored we need to convert more of our chances need to slide it past the keeper let's just keep rolling with the stats so fouls both sides had 13 apiece fc dallas had one yellow card we had four yellow cards unacceptable no red cards dallas two offsides we had no offsides that is nice to see we had eight corner kicks but cannot convert any of them dallas had three corner kicks and mccarthy had three saves whereas dallas had five saves uh the other 
key to winning this game that I wanted to point out was cohesion from the back line. We need our back line on the same page for 90 minutes, leaving, living, breathing as one organism. Uh, too many goals from inside of our own box where we're getting outplayed, short passes, the Tigers getting behind the box, and uh, I like my saying, so I'll say it again. The teams have just broken us down like our cardboard box on garbage day, man. It's, it's just the defensive integrity uh, has fluctuated just, just far, far too much. Now, one more thing, you know, unless you want to add anything about this game on the end of this, but one more thing that was a result of these four yellow cards, which we joked about on the pregame show. We gave an over and under, uh, but, you know, I said, hey, I think Leandro Gonzalez-Perez is going to get a yellow in this game, if not in the first 10 minutes. I think you decided to give the over-under 40 minutes, but he gets his yellow. He is now serving his second yellow card accumulation suspension. Andres Reyes got a yellow card. He is going to be serving a yellow card accumulation suspension. Nico Fagal got injured early in the match, was subbed out by Dylan Nealis, but we don't fully know the extent to Nico Fagal's injury. So as of right now, assuming the worst with the inner, you know, injury, uh, since you know he was subbed off right away, there was no trying to play through anything. We're going to be down three of our starting uh, defensive players, and I think <laughs> Sweat's the only one left. So you know, bring back in De La Garza, probably bring in a you know Alvis Powell and a Christian McCoon, something of that nature. It sucks to be down three of your your starting defenders, but again, assuming that this Toronto game is going to be a loss, I guess the silver lining I will try to find in this situation is that it's already going to be a loss, so that's the game to have them out anyway, right? doesn't matter if we win by one goal. I mean, if we lose by one goal or if we lose by five. If, if our back line, you know, we're playing with our kind of secondary players – uh, I guess this is the game. Let's just get everyone back, finish the season strong, get out three points from Cincinnati, and uh, see where the dust settles. I've already convinced myself that that's the way we have to look at it, is that if this wouldn't have happened in the Dallas game, this was a 1,000% happening in the Toronto FC game, which would have probably been in relation a little bit worse for us. But yeah. as Jay said, uh, likely, well, the certainty of two of our starting defenders out is 100% and potentially losing a third where we're not sure about, but he's got to get healthy quick, and that did not look good the way that he came off the pitch. So, No, it didn't. And you know what else is a little concerning? I know the, the, the listeners probably want us to, uh, to blast him a little more, but we're not going to blast him. But uh, Gonzalo Higuain, man, we – we really need more points out of out of Gonzalo. I think it's been what six or seven matches now with one goal. Um, you know, I'm not giving up hope. Uh, like, look at uh, Chicharito, LA Galaxy. You know, he's really struggling as well. You know, there's a few few players that come over here and make an impact right away. You think everyone wants to compare to Zlatan Ibrahimovic or uh, you know even a Carlos Vela or like a Thierry Henry. But uh, you know, sometimes it just takes time to really acclimate to your your new um, league. And I think that's what, what Gonzalo is going through. I really hope that finishing out the season and having a full off season prepared with the team would, would give him more comfort so that next season he can start dropping goals. I would really like to see a 15 plus goal season from Gonzalo at a minimum next season, but uh, you know, something to, to keep an eye on uh, definitely an area that, that I think everyone was expecting more, especially for the amount of money that, 
uh, we had to drop on that pretty little Argentinian face of his. <laughs> yes, it has been a little slower of a thought, but I think to your point, Jay, the uh, this club that we're going to see next year is going to look far different than the club that we saw this year and in this next couple of matches. And that's just off like the training and, and, and having more time together. That's not even like new acquisitions or trades that, that will go down. No, again, let's let's, you know, bring this back up to light. We are and remind everyone we are an expansion team, right? It, it's not your typical, you know, Cinderella story that every, you know, expansion team goes off and goes crazy in their first inaugural year and make some noise in the playoffs. That's just not typically how it happens. I know we've been blessed with the, you know, LAFCs and you know, the Atlanta Uniteds of the world, but, you know, that's just not the way that our season and story is going to unfold. So are you, are you telling me that, that we're not we the best? <laughs> we the best? You we're, can be the best, Jay. <laughs> we're not we the best? But we got another one on sunday oh hey. i'm not gonna let that slide that was well played sir that was very well played i'm glad you caught that because yeah. at first i was like yeah, come you on you didn't even like use the voice dude that was sneaky that was sneaky oh. shout out dj Khaled. he's a big fan of the pod i hope oh he's definitely a big fan of the pod just like everyone but sunday november 1st it goes down this is an away match. This will be our last away match of the year. Thank God, because we play much better at home. But Just in 2020, just be over with. This game will be held on Sunday at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. And please do not message us asking us what channel the game is. Figure it out. This is the <laughs> second to last season game of the season. Now, Toronto has studs all over the pitch, but there's... Two players in particular that we wanted to touch on, and that's Alejandro Pozuelo. Always butcher his name, but he's the guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's him right there. But no, he's been an absolute monster. Some consider him the, the the MVP of the league this year. He's a midfielder. He's got eight goals, ten assists to his name. Dude is a absolute monster. And the other one is. Ayo Akinola. He is playing out of his mind. You potentially could see him on the U.S. national team uh, coming up here in the next couple years. But he has eight goals to his name. He's one of the young studs out there. And he's got, a young up and comer, baby. Yeah, he is. He's an absolute monster. Been showing down all year, especially in the MLS's back tournament. If people remember, he pretty much took the league by storm back then. But with a hat trick in the MLS back tournament. It's so funny because like you play against players and obviously like you you hate the best players on their team. Like for instance, if you're an Inter Miami fan, you're by nature gonna hate Orlando City and you're gonna probably hate Chris Mueller. But guess what happens in twenty twenty two when the US is going to be competing at least four, hopefully in the World Cup. Chris Mueller is going to be someone that you're going to adore. Yeah, because, you're going to love that guy. You know, don't hate on the Americans. Lord knows we need all the help we can get when we're competing with you know South American and, and European powerhouses of national football teams. Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, Josie Altidore is fifth on the club in scoring, and he's one of the most recognized strikers in U.S. soccer history. And do not forget, my boy. Mr. Derek DeLeon, he was a super sub, but he's kind of been carving out more of a starting role for himself. He's a sleeper, dude, and he will put him in from outside the box. They've, You're right, a, a ton of weapons, and we 
uh, have fewer weapons. We have, <laughs> and we have uh, two, potentially three fewer weapons, even at that. But yeah, yeah, they're they're like a Swiss Army knife, and we're like a we're like a like, spork. <laughs> Damn, that's pretty good. <laughs> anyway, this this game is going down on Sunday, like we said, at seven thirty Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Jay and his stab you just bends. <laughs> Bork will be eating some Boston Market or something like that at KFC, that time. dude. Put some respect on Kentucky, all right? Absolutely, sir. But uh, but anyway, the last little segment we want to get into is something we've been doing new on Fan Request. It is news around the league. There have been eight teams that have qualified for the player playoffs in the Eastern Conference. And if you're wondering who those teams are, that's why you're listening to the podcast. Number one is the Philadelphia Union. Two, Toronto FC. Three, Columbus Crew. Four, Orlando City. Five, New York City FC. Six, Nashville. Seven, New York Red Bulls. Eight, the New England Revolution. Followed by Montreal, Chicago, Inter-Miami, and D.C. So just to clarify, though, one through eight have been secured. Correct. So there's After, only two more spots open, and it's going to be Montreal, Chicago Fire, Inter-Miami, D.C. United, Atlanta United, and FC Cincinnati all fighting for those last two spots. Yes. After the New England Revolution, which Ala Lee win, will be playing in the playoffs. We miss you, Lee. We miss you, Lee. We miss you so fan much. Fan favorite. But anyway, moving on, there have been five teams that qualified from the West. So in the Western Conference, number one seed is the Seattle Sounders playing absolute dominant soccer. Number two, Sporting Kansas City, followed by the Toronto Timbers, which in the four seed is the Minnesota United FC. And then the last team to have a playoff position clinched is... LA FC sitting in the fifth spot. So a lot of things are heating around the league as the season wraps up. The The top of the West is almost as convoluted as the 10th the seed in the East. Sporting Kansas City beat Cincy 1-0. You know, go figure there. Uh, was I think that was on Wednesday night. Um, Portland beat down the Galaxy 5-2, which we'll get into a little <laughs> poor, bit. Of, poor Galaxy is yeah. sitting at the bottom of the West. Well, we have some Galaxy and news coming up here. barely edging out FC Cincinnati for worst team in the league. Yeah, and you know the last little bit of news that I wanted to share. There is one bit of news for the Galaxy is that Supporter Shield is heating up. There was some huge controversy that first the Supporter Shield was taken away, then all the players, everybody in the damn world started compl- complaining. Why? Why would you take this away? And by the you way, why Indian, would you take you this Indian away? Indian givers, yeah. you. <laughs> why, well, why would you take it away? But you know, obviously the the numbers, force and numbers came back, and they did decide the. I think it was called the Supporter Shield like association Federation, or yeah, yeah. yeah, whatever that name is. But uh, they decided to get back together and they said, hey. We made a mistake. Sorry, our bad. And the supporter shield is back on. So, <laughs> psych? <laughs> Almost, My but bean? not really. Are we good? For today, we are. But Philly basically just needs one more win to seal this baby up. And, you know, if you're wondering who do they play next, that is the Columbus crew. Who? Uh, very good team. Yeah, very, not very bad. good team. So, that all must be a very interesting match to, uh, to watch. Now, uh, something that I found kind of funny was got a notification on my phone. I think it was from ESPN or MLS Soccer, one, one of the two. But uh, FC Cincinnati's owner came out and said that they will be playing in the 2021 season. 
that's kind of funny to me because like as opposed to what just like folding the whole program and just call it quits yeah just didn't work out um <laughs> nice work everyone yeah <laughs> and then like literally like i don't know 10 15 minutes before we started recording uh probably about one hour from from right now when i'm about to say this is la galaxy literally just toasted their coach guillermo oh man i love the guillermo name guillermo barros oh I, I think i did not do that justice guillermo barros skeleto about an hour ago why bro i can roll my r's when i focus your face was hysterical next time it's i gotta get that easy I gotta but get that I'm, I'm getting it on slow-mo All next right. time <laughs> All right. I'm not going to attempt it again. We got it right. Let's move on. Actually, I don't know. <laughs> Let's move on to, man. To move on to. <laughs> we are, if you can't tell, man, we are both just in such great, great, great moves, man. It was, it was such a, a fun time uh, going to the stadium and, and being able to record the uh, pregame show. So, again, thank you so much to the club. Thank you. Thank you so much to the listeners. We, we cannot express our gratitude to the extent that we we actually want to but uh it's for all of you guys uh to you know help us help us get here man we just tried to build some for for the community help support the community and uh it's starting to take shape so again thank you so much uh as always i'm jake kington this is mr alex papa george next to me per usual if you don't follow us on social it's at inter podcast for facebook and instagram at inter mia podcast on twitter of course, you got to shout out the website, intermimepodcast.com. And if you're just an old-fashioned individual likes to send emails, it's Jay and Alex at intermimepodcast.com. Yes, we'll be back next week. We talked about it. Now it's time to deliver the postman. Mr. Lewis Morgan will be joining us on our next episode, but... If you can't get enough of us, I think we're going to be with the team on the pregame show of the next match. So if you can't get enough Inter-Miami podcast, go ahead, download the app. Don't ask me where the app is. It's in the app store. <laughs> download that sucker. Pregame show goes on about an hour before kickoff. So we'll be with you also there. on their YouTube channel. You just go to YouTube. Find you can search Inter-Miami CF. You'll find the actual club, you know, the, the full Spanish name. Club International de Football Miami. Again, the Spanish name. They just go in the videos. Uh, it'll it'll pop up. You'll see in the thumbnail of the picture. It'll actually say live on the outside if you want to check it out. Again, love the support. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And as we leave every episode with each and every one of you, we want to go ahead and say, Vamos Miami. Vamos Miami.